Welcome to the Fit Talk podcast. Thank you, as always, for joining us as we bring you meaningful, helpful, and accurate information. And remind you that fitness doesn't have to be boring. Exactly. Exactly that. Right now, you're listening to one of our talk episodes during which Bobby and I talk. We chit chat. We yes, we we cut the cut the wheat from the chaff. We we, we sort the cut, cut, cut the mustard. The mustard. Cut the, <laughs> We chew the fat. We chew the fat. That's the one. Chew the fat. That's the one I was looking for that I didn't didn't quite get to. Uh, If you like what we do, then please leave us a review. Pause this just for a moment. Boom. And five stars. Done. (laughs) I thought that was a distraction to me. That confused me. Pause this for a moment. Do I just just stop moving? I still want you to publish this episode just as this. Just as this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I will. Yeah. I always do. Done. It's going out. (laughs) Um... Yeah, on that note, uh, I'm going to need you to cue the music. It's fit to talk. Cue the music. That was beautiful. Uh, do you know what? I've, uh, that ended up being like, like a really terrible X Factor voice, and that wasn't what I was going for. What were you going for? Just like weirdly bullseye. <laughs> Bullseye. Was it? Was the the guy that used? To, it sounded nothing like him. But the guy that used to host the game show Bullseye. Oh, Jim Bowen. Jim Bowen and like Buddy Beef. I once went to Jim Bowen's birthday party. That's the lie. Clang. From today. <laughs> did he know you were there? Or he did. I'd just been on his Edinburgh show. Oh, fantastic! He had an Edinburgh like guest show, and we were doing a show up in Edinburgh, and I went on it as a guest, and then ended up at his birthday party. What was the guest's role? Uh, we played some darts and um, it chatted about the show. I imagine you're quite good at darts. I am not. No. No. Oh, darts does not fit, fit into my skill set. Um, not like paddle and tennis, and which have become my life. You should explain paddle to people because it does sound like some kind of sexual deviance. Paddle is fantastic. If you haven't played paddle, go and play it right now. Basically, Stop the podcast. Ping pong it. on a tennis court. It's like... <laughs> It's tennis and squash. It's essentially tennis and squash together with a little bit of kind of like table tennis kind of like in there. Tennis court shape in that there's a net in the middle and people either side. Yeah. Squash element that it's enclosed. And there's, yeah, and you can play off the wall. Yeah. And uh, table tennis in the the paddle racket. Yeah, it looks like a giant table tennis racket. Yeah, and the ball is... The ball is smaller than a normal normal tennis ball. So it's what it is. Not much smaller, but it's a little bit smaller. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. I can't, I cannot describe how enjoyable it is to play. You it's, know, as soon like, as I, you invite me to yeah. do it, I'm playing it. But before that, I won't play. I refuse. <laughs> well, let's go. I'm ready. Because it's a four-person game, right? It is a, that is the only annoying thing about it, is that it's not, you can't really play a singles game. It has to be doubles. I can think of one more annoying thing. Yeah. The cost. The cost, well, okay, all right, all right, all right. yes, the cost is in certain places. Prohibitive ridiculous yes. extortionate we don't want that cost in our lives you know, i will not be going to the one in canary wharf because i've not got that kind of money membership um, cost plus <laughs> that's madness the one the one near me is by far the most reasonable price wise um yeah. it's actually like fine the price is fine it's like kind of like a tennis court kind of price so yeah that one's excellent. But loads more are popping up, like Rocket Paddle, who are a really cool company. Um, they are the ones who run the one in Batsy Power Station that yeah. I've been frequenting. Uh, 
they're opening some some more in the area. So I feel like that when they open the new ones that aren't like literally outside Battersea Power Station, that yeah. it will be like a and when there's more courts, it'll be a, a nice, reasonable price and it'll be a good membership. I think, yeah. You might get involved. See, Battersea Power Station feels like this, it's so beautifully done up. It is. But it feels like I'm not welcome there. It Because I don't have enough money. <laughs> and I do know, I do understand what you mean. Like it, it, I did, like I walked through it the other day after a paddle lesson and I, I felt a little bit unwelcome. Well, it's, it, you know, there's a, there's a co-op there that's not allowed to brand themselves as co-op because it would ruin the, uh, the atmosphere of the oh, area. Oh, is that the one that's outside? Yeah, I know the one you just so about. They've, yeah, yeah, yeah. they've called it like the corner shop with this like beautiful antique things. And then you go in and it's, it's a co-op. <laughs> yeah. Like they've had to dress it up fancy because the council were like, no, 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 we can't have a yeah. co-op in this area, dear. It's the bougiest shopping centre I've ever been to. But I, I kind of, under, I do actually understand why they've gone down that route because actually, realistically, most shopping centres are closing. So actually... It's going to be a reason to go, yeah. You kind of have to make it more, you have to make it like an experience. Yep. Like a... A mall in you, America. Yeah, you have to make it something bigger than just a shopping centre. So by making it an experience, it's good, people are going to go like... And it is it is cool, like as a, as a building, the stunning building, and then like they've got some cool stuff in there, and like new stuff's opening. And yeah. What do you mean? What's wrong with Westfield Stratford, where you when you want to go to two shops and you, you walk into one, and then you have to walk twelve minutes to get across <laughs> the corridor that is that building to get to the other one? And you're like, it's preposterous that. Or well, the Milton Keynes Shopping Centre. Oh, the Milton Keynes Shopping Centre. Isn't that a mile long? It's very long. I, I think it's a mile long. Is it? I might be massive. I think it might be a mile to go all the way around it. I think so that's, half a mile they've, long. They've, I think they, a, they have written something. There is something I remember. There's like a stat in there that it's a certain length, like to do one loop of it. Because, it, you know, most people walk at like three to four miles an hour. I'm like, it is, I reckon it's a solid 15, 20 minute walk from one end to the other. Oh, yeah, yeah, I would so say So it no. must be about a mile then. Let's have a look. Let's see if they let's see if they mention it on line. The, oh, someone will talk about it. Someone will go, how long? How long is Milton Keynes Shopping Centre? This is the most interesting podcast we've ever done. 720 metres. Oh, so less than a kilometre. 720 metres long. Flashing back to 1997, it held the Guinness World Record as the longest shopping centre. So we've done a classic male thing of just massively over-exaggerating length. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Unintentionally, but we'll, we'll roll with it. On that note, I've got That's a joke fantastic. for you. fantastic. Well done. That we haven't... This is the actual joke. Okay. Uh, how is playing bridge similar to sex? Okay, I don't know. Then we'll find out at the end. I'm intrigued. Um, uh, <laughs> right, that walk, if you were ever hungover doing a show in there, I mean, you probably haven't been drinking as an adult. When, when did you last drink? Uh, 12 years ago. Okay, something, so, something like 12 years ago. Uh, but if you were ever in that place, hungover, yeah. going, oh, I'm just going to pop to M&S, and the theatre's like the other side of oh. that shopping centre, and you go, okay, I can't do that in this break because it's rid you have to walk to the shopping centre first, In in yeah. to be fair. So you're, you are going, okay, this is a substantial walk mm -hmm. there and back. Nope, not the one. No, you, you essentially, your, your option is prep. Yeah. Don't do that. Pret is, is close. 
Yeah. Brett is close. Or, or you go to the other side and you go to like Slim Chickens. Or Robozania. Robozania. Oh, God, yes. Robozania. What a place. Can't remember which one. What Robozania. a life. We did yeah. a whole episode about that. We, we did do a whole. <laughs> um, and you still didn't go. <laughs> no. Alex Day did walk past it and send us a picture, but. That's not the same. No. <laughs> he you said promised us a review. He sent us a picture with him in the picture. So he, yes. wasn't, he didn't just send us a good That's a callback. That if you callback. don't know what the hell we're on about, go back to about two talk episodes ago. And, oh, no, that's the episode. That's a guest episode. It's a guest episode. Which isn't out when this is out. No. Oh, I'm so confused. Oh, the timing is mental. Oh, um, time well, travel. Uh, the purpose of this, I know I've just mentioned lightly drinking, but we're, we're talking about being a little bit of a lightweight Oh, I like what you did there. Yes. yes. I yes. see. I see. Wordplay. <laughs> it's it's all I have. <laughs> literary wordplay. <laughs> oh, 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 you want some alliteration, do you? Well, I don't have any. <laughs> That's it. No, genuinely, I feel like I'm losing my mind at the moment. I don't know about you. What, just in today? It m- could be today. Yeah, mainly today. Yeah. I think. We've worked hard today. Yeah. I feel like we say that every day. I know. It's almost boring, isn't it? Sorry if you're listening to this and you're going, God, I get it. You work hard. Yes, uh, so, yes. Uh, you're busy recording podcasts. Yeah. Good for you. Oh, whoop-de-doo. And you're talking. listen. Um, uh, and the joke about that is no one can say that they don't listen because in order to have heard that joke, you needed to be listening. I yeah, fucked yeah. up that line. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to mention it. It's like you didn't mention me screwing up the line at the end of the last pod, uh, last talk episode. I know that was a kindness. That was a kindness. It's normally funny, but sometimes it's better just to let it go, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, that one was kind of so small that you go. Ah. It's almost not worth mentioning it. Uh, it, I in this episode but I've brought, alone, I've brought it back up. Yeah, so. <laughs> as you should. As yeah. you, you're allowed. I like to own. highlight my failures. Me too. Uh, I love to highlight your failures. There. No, I know, I know very well. <laughs> They're so rare that it's nice to got, joke about. Got a them. drink in the the glory of them. We're, we're chatting about lifting lighter weights today, and I don't want to really labour this. Let's not go heavy. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh god, I'm sorry, guys. This will be over soon. But um, yeah. in general, uh, the the topic of lifting lighter weights and why you should do it. Mm. Um, I, I think it's something that people. Okay, it gets a really bad stigma, right? When we're talking about lifting lighter weights, you're like, you're not working hard enough. Yeah. Or like, what's the point of you doing that, et cetera. And you tend to sit in two camps, right? As a whole, the massive generalization, women tend to lift too light and men tend to lift far too heavy. Yeah, I mean, it's a massive, like you said, it's a massive generalization, but uh, like anecdotal experience, like... is true. It's true. And also statistical experience. If you're within almost every study when people are allowed to choose their weight, men will choose weight that uh, compromises their form and yep. women will choose much lower weight that they could do significantly more. And the mm-hmm. same when you take on clients, you're going, you could actually whack 10 kilos on that when I'm dealing with yeah. women. And uh, when I'm dealing with men, you're like, you need to take that down. As you said, anecdotally supports that. But also studies. I'm not just meaningful, helpful, and accurate information. <laughs> uh, so here's why we think you should perform some exercises with some lighter weights. Now, when I'm saying lighter weight, I don't mean still do eight reps just with 30% less mm. weight. When we're speaking about lighter weight, we still want you to go to uh, the same point we would talk about quite a lot, which is like just before failure, one yeah. or two reps in reserve. The classic. So we're just, uh, we're dealing with a different training protocol. Mm-hmm. And the first reason to do that, straight up better form, right? Like when you have lighter weights, you can control your form better. 
which means you can reinforce the movement pattern we've spoken about a couple yeah. of episodes ago and get stronger quicker and also build muscle quicker. If your form is better and you reinforce it, like why wouldn't you do that? So really I would always be going every two cycles of something else, chuck in a phase that does this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the thing is like you look at people lifting and you go, what's the first thing? Like you, you lift too heavy. What's the first thing that goes wrong? Your form. Yeah. Your form is the first thing that goes. So that's instantly going to be the best thing. The best thing to come out of lifting a little bit lighter is your form is going to improve, yeah. which leads to a whole bunch of other things. And we're, now that studies back this up, that we've people have realized that there isn't really any difference between training uh, with low reps or yeah. high reps for um, hypertrophy or yeah. strength, you start going, which is nuts. Yeah. But when you start going, oh, you're not gonna you're not gonna gain muscle by doing that. You're like. No, you are. Yeah, like, you, are. you absolutely are. Uh, the next one is absolutely related to our previous um, episode on this two, two talk episodes ago, yeah. which was about mind-muscle connection. It's much easier to target and connect to target muscles because your body isn't under quite as much strain. Mm -hmm. So when it's really, really heavy for you, you have to concentrate on trying to shift the damn thing. Whereas when it's a little bit lighter, you've got more brain space available to do the things that we advise in that episode. Yeah, absolutely. And you're going to, and you're much less likely to this is harking back to that episode again, you're much less likely to cheat uh an exercise. For example, we were talking about the bicep curl mm. and about your elbows wandering. You're far less likely to do that. Yeah. If you're lifting lighter weights, you'll you'll have that kind of room to really focus on that mind muscle connection and then really use those biceps and just the bicep to do to lift it. Which actually means you get stronger, quicker. Yeah. We're doing it with good form. Yeah. Uh, the next, and I, I really, we love this one. Yes. It's easy on your joints, which means you have lower risk of injury, right? Whenever you're training as a performer, injury is your worst nightmare. You get injured, you can't do the show that night, you can't audition, you can't make money, you're out. Done for yeah. potentially a long period of time. The last thing you want to do is injure yourself in the gym. So doing phases like this, where we're concentrating on all these things, but also just in that exact sequence, we've mentioned a bicep curl. You go significantly less pressure on your joints and mm -hmm. the smaller, weaker elements that are around your physical yeah, actual yeah. joint, your ligaments and tendons. Ligaments and tendons. That's that's there's a huge like less pressure. Yeah. And if you're in a really physically demanding show, we'd maybe suggest you look a little bit more at this kind of training protocol for a little while if you if it's like you're doing cats then we probably don't want to be smashing in your max deadlift and then going and doing a show because your legs are going to be mush but uh there's benefits to that too but it just needs to be managed differently yeah number four higher reps yes equals yes Pomp. Pomp. <laughs> pomp, pomp, pomp it up so when people are really honest about <clears throat> this it's not for everyone but some people uh, I would say a large percentage of people that go, go to the gym go because they want to feel and look good. Yeah. Not everyone, yeah, but they yeah. want to feel good about themselves. Yeah, would, feeling good, I think, is like, yeah, is one of the main Feeling reasons. good. And the other is to feel that they look good. Yeah. Which is both both of those things sort of combined into that thing. Now, that's obviously different for everybody, and it this applies to all body types. So I'm, I'm not, like, specifically saying people with low body fat percentage. I don't care about that. Like the pump that you get in your muscle changes the shape of your body and higher reps gives you much better muscle pump. It yep. is a thing. I know it's broy as hell, but it's factual. Mm -hmm. Your muscles literally pump up with more blood in them and they stay at a slightly bigger size. And from that, let's say you're rocking into addition and you feel a little more strong or whatever it is, feeling pretty good. 
rocking, yeah. rocking through on that day. Uh, if you're on holiday, doing a little holiday workout, want to feel good on that beach, it's a high rep one. High rep. Get that pump. Yeah, it's high rep holiday workouts. <laughs> That's our new program. <laughs> Download our new high rep holiday workout. High rep holiday workout. <laughs> oh, high rep holiday hotel workout. What, 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 holiday hoedown. Holiday hoedown? Yeah, because I was Ruben. I, uh, okay. Yeah, all right. So I feel like we can... I actually don't mind that because there's a you know people market what what roles they've played in their um, <laughs> in their workouts uh, that they that they pedal to people so i feel like we could we should do that okay i'm going to take some time to think about another one uh okay i, I i'm desperate I, i'm trying to think of one for you yeah i'm trying to rack my brains <laughs> i've got nothing <laughs> i got a zero i got a zilch to offer uh, we'll do a mobility sequence called the pharaoh flow Okay. Uh, yeah. There's a like lot that. of hip work. <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> so much hip work. It's all hip work. Yeah. We won't do any stuff on the knees because that didn't end up going very well for no. me. There's a lot of chair squats in it. There's a lot of chair squats. <laughs> yeah, some step ups. Uh, yeah. Just got, loads of hip circles. Got some drop squats. Thrusts. Yeah, thrusts. thrusts. And then some actual mobility work as well because nah. it's called flow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah. Uh, other, other than that. <laughs> we'll just do the Sphinx. A... Yeah, hold the Sphinx pose for hold the Sphinx four pose. hours. That's it. Um, the next, I know this is one I really love as a, a yeah. number number five, right? So for performers, strength, endurance. We have mentioned that there's different versions of strength for people mm -hmm. before. And strength, endurance or strength, some people call it strength, stamina. Depends yeah. on the study. They're talking about the same thing. Like how well you have output of your let's say your strength is your max force you can create yep. strength endurance is how much you can continually produce that force like what's the rate of decline we know there's a chemical called atp that rapidly uh flows and gets used in your muscle in order mm. to contract so strength endurance is how well that's managed and how you can output that over and over again this yeah. is so important for performers well yeah i mean you you look at what a classic like performance is and it tends to be like three to four minutes i'm talking this is very general but three to four minutes of like hard work yeah and then a little break and then another three to four minutes of hard work so yeah. like three to four minutes is a long time to be working at that level of intensity so if you can do something that's going to benefit your strength endurance then that's like look, just look at that three to four minutes and go hey that's going to feel a whole lot better 100% yes. Think like a cat's jellical ball. Okay, we're going to go on. We're going to smash up the jellical ball. You're like, you are doing some crazy stuff for a really long period of time. Or most classic shows have numbers like crazy dance numbers in yeah. them that are really demanding for periods of time. And as you said, I think most shows do fit into that category that have some kind of dance element in them. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy work. And three to four minutes. Imagine going to the gym and going, right, we're going to do a barbell squat for three to four minutes. You're like, no, no, well, hold on. Like, I can only do six of these. You're like, okay, then that's great. Then you're working on max strength and we're we're all all for that under different things. But if you don't also have an element of doing strength endurance, then you're also not training for the thing that you need. Mm -hmm. You go, okay, well, if you're doing leaps for 40 seconds in this this sequence, if you're doing jetés across the stage, even if that's, you know, 25 seconds, yeah. you're like, that's different. Yeah, yeah. Like you need to be able to absorb and contract and, and all of these things. And light weights, training with light weights will let you do that. And, and do you know what? Like I think it's so common in choreography to end a number with a lift. Yes. 
And like hold it. The the best thing you could do is train for that strength endurance because then you know you're going to get to that lift and it's going to be fine. Yeah. Whereas the thought sometimes you go, the thought of doing a lift at the end of this routine is just mm. pure madness. So that's another. That's a that's a great kind of thing to kind of be training for. Like if you're then going to go into that lift and going, yeah, I'm going to be all right. Yeah. Great. Fantastic. Like, I think it's crazy the number of performers I know that never hit a lightweight cycle. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's a lot. And often when I hear, we've just had a few guests that have mentioned this too, and it's not to sort of call them out in any no. way, but that would say, you know, oh, I can't do a certain type of training on a show. Uh, I can't train when I'm doing a show. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can, just the version of training you're doing, you can't do. Yeah, yeah. you just need to change up that training. Yeah, like, you can't do crazy high intensity really hard stuff because no. it's your body won't manage it and your show will suffer but it doesn't mean you can't train like you're just doing the wrong stuff yeah and it, it's it's not our place to to step in in that moment but but it's worth knowing that it is it is doable it is possible mm. it's, and there's a hundred ways to train a thousand ways to train you need somebody to tell you what you can do yeah you just need to not be, yeah <laughs> hey there you just need to yeah you just need to not be training in such a high intensity kind of manner so yeah, mix it up, change up that training to suit what you're doing. Mm. It's worth reacting to the the stress and the load that your body is being put under during a show and going, hey, how can I train alongside that that's going to kind of benefit the show yeah. but also going to help me outside of the show? This is this builds onto number six, right? Yeah. Um, again, I think I said I think I said six benefits, but I'm saying seven. Um, uh, this is uh, the, the next one, which is uh, explosive training, mm. right? So when you do lightweights, like a, a lot of what we've just said, like a lot of the leaps, a lot of these things, when you'd be lifting somebody, involves some kind of power element. Yeah. Now you absolutely, when you're training power, you'd be using really really low reps, but with light weights, it one it allows you to do that in let's say going from a box jump. You're, well, you're probably going to be doing that with body weight. Mm -hmm. Crack two kilogram dumbbells in each hand and try and work out how the hell you're going to do that now. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well that, you know, it's not a perfect representation of it, but when you're having to shift with someone else's body weight through partner work or lift or all of this stuff, you go, okay, I need, I still need to be able to brace, create power, shift movement. There's a hundred other exercises that mm -hmm. might be a better example, but explosive training of all kinds. You're like, that's hugely what we do. Yeah. All the time. And yeah. if, if you're not training for it, you will get injured. A hundred percent. Like explosive, like so much of performing is explosive. This is, I'm going to jump in even harder on this, mm. this line, right? When you do a, like a bodybuilding type routine without moving your joints or doing much lighter work, you get tension. Mm -hmm. right there's a reason it has a, a bad rep in our industry and yet the more and more the stuff i'm seeing people program for other performers other pts other people that are going down a bodybuilding route themselves are then training this type of program for people and it doesn't train your body to have the output that we want that is an aesthetic goal it has no yeah. functional purpose of any kind like it's it, they're entirely different ways of training to then go oh yeah but i i'm down at seven percent body fat and i've i've been working on my muscle to look this way or be this big You're like, okay but can you do a jumping lunge for 30 seconds no like because your ligaments are weak like 
that you cannot do a show in that state. No, it's 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 very clear. You need to be very clear about why you're doing these things. Like if if you are doing that kind of training, that's very much, and it's there's nothing wrong with that, but it's very much for an aesthetic goal. Yeah, and you go, you got to base your training around what you want it to be for. And if you're performing, if you're trying to perform at your best, whether that be for auditions, whether that be for shows, that's not going to lead to that. Yeah. And I think it's it's really important when people choose someone to train them, that, that it reflects what that person is saying. You go, or at least showing and doing themselves as well. You go, okay, well, is this about showing what I look like or about how my body can perform. And I know that this feels a little bit like I'm selling us, but that is what we try and do. We go, not only personally, everything we do is aimed at going, I want to feel good, absolutely. But mm. it's like, what can my body do? What can I still, still, because I'm old. Like, but that is true. That, yeah. is, that is an element of it. Like, what can I still do? What can I safely do? That's a massive one, having had a bunch of injuries when yeah. I didn't know how to train. And how can I make myself able to perform better than I did previously? At the same time, I want to feel great and and look great, but they're a, they're a byproduct, you yeah. know, of what I think I I'm comfortable looking and feeling like. And if it's going, oh, let's get down to eight percent for this photo shoot where we we're going to go through a bodybuilding regime, like fine, as you said, awesome. But know that that's now a new hobby that you're taking up alongside your job. Yeah, it does not have any bearing on making you better at your job arguably it's making you worse yeah like i know i know that if i tried to get myself down to sub 10 percent body fat i would not be able to perform in a show at the level that i would want yeah i know that for a fact that's, energy. i would not have the energy i would not have the concentration to be able to do that like i would it's just you, you can't it's like trying to that's like trying to train two very specific things and you just can't do that. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like trying to both push and pull a sled. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I, it, they're in different directions. You cannot do both things. It's not, it, they're not the same outcome. Like it's the same, it's the same instrument trying to play two different notes, yeah. but it can only play one. Like it doesn't work like that. Uh, some do. <laughs> a piano does yeah. that well. Yes. Uh, but we are not pianos. No, we are not. Uh, and then one final one, which again uh, is a little tack on, I think added at the end for me that, you can perform reps slower. Mm -hmm. We mentioned this before, but the ability to perform reps slower increases your time under tension, which again massively helps you with um, hypertrophy and strength too. Hypertrophy fancy term for muscle building if this is your first thing. So when you're dealing with that lower weight, you can really concentrate on the form, which is point number two, I think. One. Uh, one, form, fantastic. One. God, your memory of this is fantastic. Oh. Uh, so you can perform them slower, increase that time and attention and focus on some of those other things that will help you that we mentioned too and connection to the target muscles. Yeah. That's it. There we go. Seven seven benefits in the end. Need to rename that title. <laughs> seven benefits of lifting lighter weight. I hope that that was useful. I think it's interesting. I think it's, I think, I, like you said at the beginning, it gets a bad rep. Like, it, it's not bad to lift lighter weights. Yeah. Like, it really isn't. And... I think a lot of a lot of the time it's ego that gets involved when you're talking about kind of what weights to pick, and sometimes you got to leave that ego at the door. And this is it, right? I, I, again, I'm going to make a massive judgment, but it's based on my experience. Male clients go like, "Oh, when they're when they're nervous to go in the gym, 
new male clients, it's often because they're going to go in and they're going to be using a, a six kilogram dumbbell for a bicep mm. curl. And they're like, but I'm going to have a guy next to me using a 20 kilogram dumbbell. You're like, yeah. Like that yeah. guy's got somebody in the gym who comes next to him and uses a 30 kilogram dumbbell. Like, yeah. it, like everyone's got somebody in that straight, but also what's their goal? Like their body's different to yours. Yeah. Everybody's on their own journey. And realistically, everybody's just doing their own thing. So they don't care. They don't care. If they care, just, they suck. At a yeah. Gym. <laughs> like go, yeah, exactly. Just go lift those light, slightly lighter weights, focus on that form, nail that mind muscle connection. You're onto a winner. Do you know what I really love is when you, if you do a drop set, which for being fancy is when you- God, I love a drop set. Finish an exercise. Let's say you've done 12 reps and you go, okay, that's me going, I I can't do any more with good form. I'm going to stop there. You pop it down. You grab a weight that's usually probably about 10% lighter than where you're at and immediately go to that. Some people go a bit more to about 20%. And then then continue to do more reps at that- Wait until you go, okay, if I did any more, my form would probably be compromised. And then yeah. you do the same thing again if you're doing a, a sequence of them. That If you do that with a bicep curl oh, yeah, and you're there with like a two kilogram dumbbell and you're like, ah! it's at that point that somebody will walk past and just not having seen anything else you do. Yeah. And they'll see you unable to lift. You'll fail on a lift with yeah. a two kilogram dumbbell. You're like, yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, yeah, you don't know the backstory, but yeah. That's right, baby. <laughs> yeah, look at me. When you get comfortable with that, that's when I think you've won. <laughs> when you're okay with it. I'm fully okay with it. Oh, yeah. I've won. I kind of oh, enjoy it. You always win. Yes. Heard Correct answer. Okay, joke time. Go. How is playing bridge similar to sex? I do not know. If you don't have a good partner, Bobby, then you better have a good hand. <laughs> I mean slow burn uh, I don't know bridge very well so <laughs> but even if I said if you don't have a good partner you better have a good hand yeah yeah, I get the, the okay it's it's the partner it working slightly, bridge it was slightly wasted on me okay um hmm, yeah. I didn't know I, yeah I didn't know about the uh any bridge aficionados listening to this message in with your disparaging looks for Bobby I walked what was I the other day Parsons Green I was in Parsons Green and there's like a massive bridge club right by the station. I was like, I can't believe this still exists. Do you know what? I, I used to know how to play bridge when it was on Windows. Classic. Yeah, on that. Yeah. And now I wouldn't have a clue. No. But I used to love playing card games on holiday with my parents. Yeah. That's what that's what holidays are for, card games. Card games. Yeah. Right. Absolute winner. Yeah. What, what was your go-to? Uno. Uno. We never had Uno. I loved Uno. I'd like- I still love Uno. Uno's fantastic. Uno's incredible, yeah. Uh, we, yeah, well, we have to go with traditional cards. With my okay, friends. I've got a power ranking episode idea. Card, card games. games. Okay. Yep. Rummy is going to be up there. Okay. Just saying. I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for our power ranking That's episode. In. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> get ready for that next. Uh, thank you so much for listening uh, to this episode of Fit2 Talk. I hope you found it useful. Don't miss our next guest episode when we are joined by none other than the wonderful Ellie Mitchell. Oh, she is wonderful. Yes, fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely love Ellie. Great chat. Yeah. Lot of fun. Yeah. Lot of fun. And lots of AI riz. <laughs> oh my god yeah tune in for, to find out what we're talking about there yeah. uh, you can find us on social media at fit to underscore talk as always if you've got any questions you want to answer by us get in touch slip slide into those dms i will be in there 
lifting a two kilo weight. Yeah, you will. <laughs> That's what he calls his. Um, don't forget to <laughs> don't forget to leave us that review. <laughs> uh, you can remember to check out Fit to Perform for a little more information about our coaching. And if you like what we've heard, we have been Fit to Talk with me, Stefan. and me, Bobby. And if you didn't like it, we've been Joe Wicks. Peace out.